Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. giving a blowjob to my microphone. Could you imagine if a dick was actually that big? Ah, I mean, some are this run, big, though, no. right? Not that I've ever seen. I can't There's no it. way. There's no way it's this big. So you would run. So oh, there is yeah, a I would size. Run. Oh, there yeah. is a size for a you. A size of like, you're going to break my hymen again. <laughs> again? Again. Well, it was only broken once, I think, by a tampon. You oh, know, I'm sure. Oh, a tampon. Mine was by a horse. That sounds awful, Scout. But literally, it was I was horseback riding and went to the bathroom. I fucking was like, what's happening? Oh, no. I have blood. Oh, I didn't no. tell my mom. Hi, Scout. Hi, babe. How are you? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Oh, my God, guys. Okay, well, actually, I'd love to know how this one... Um, uh, got her period. We have uh, we have a special guest. So someone yes. I fucking love so much, badass actress. I've worked with her a couple of times. I've worked with her mother. Um, she's pretty much like a sister to me. She is a fucking phenomenal writer. She has two books out right now, which we are going to talk about because y'all need to go fucking read them. Um, Gabrielle Stone. Yay! Welcome. I've never had more trouble keeping my shit together during an <laughs> intro than that just now. <laughs> like, you guys need to mute the guests if you're going to bring us on. We don't know how that. to. How do I mute the guests, Gabrielle? Tell me. I don't me. know, but like Scout's fucking like sucking dick on a microphone. Danielle's talking about popping her hymen. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just another Tuesday. Do you remember when you like started your period? Was it like, do you remember? I do. This is so funny that you're asking me this because we just talked about this on my book club. Yes. Um, and I, so you guys know my mom. My mom's Dee Wallace. She played Scout's mom in Halloween, mm -hmm. um, you know, from E.T., Cujo, all of the fucking horror movies ever made. And she's also like the raddest mom yes. ever. So yeah. when I got my period, I was in sixth grade. It happened at school. Um, and I knew like what it was cause she had like prepped me on all of this. But when I called to tell her, she was like, oh my God, oh my God. She came and picked me up. She we was went so to stoked. celebrate. Aww. We went to like, she was like, we're going to celebrate. You're entering your womanhood. We like went and had this like fun mother daughter dinner. And it was like this like cool rad experience. And it makes me feel so shitty because so many people that I've talked to have been like, I didn't even know what this was. I thought I was fucking dying. Us? Like, Us? That's horrible. Oh my sorry. God. But that's, that's amazing. See, that's how I yeah. want to be whenever I have a kid. Uh, hopefully if I have yeah. a daughter. I remember like when I, my mom was on the phone and she was like, she was giving me instructions on what to do with the tampon. <sighs> and I think I told you this. It had a car. It was like one of those smaller ones. I had a cardboard mm -hmm. and I stuck yeah. the entire fucking thing in my vagina, including the oh cardboard. God, no. And my mom was like, okay, well then you just grab the cardboard. I was like, it's inside. And I literally had to 
me, little me, tr- stick my fingers in my vagina in front you, of my mirror and oh, try to get my the cardboard out. I told you mine oh was plastic. God. Mine was the portable one where you, the stick was separate and you put the sticky in the little thing and then you push it up. I put the whole plastic applicator in there and I didn't understand oh why every time I coughed or talked, it would <laughs> it fly out. out. Oh my God, wait. Just, okay, oh continue. Okay, continue. it would literally continue. fly continue. out. So I, oh, I, I went, you are you ready? <laughs> I went... And I didn't know how I didn't know how to get it. I didn't know I didn't understand what I was doing wrong. Um, so I went and got scotch tape, and I taped the tampon Stop it. into my vagina, like as like I literally like just covered the outside with scotch tape. And I then called my agent at the time and told her that I got my period and that I didn't know why it wasn't staying in, and she was dying laughing. And then Stop. when it came time to name my first production company, when I was like you know fourteen and got my first like LLC to this day and it's guess what it's called it's called tape it down productions fuck yeah Shut it the is fuck up. swear to god <laughs> swear to god That's the most brilliant story i've ever <laughs> fucking heard and you're resourceful as shit like i didn't know how to keep you. it in i was like how do they do this up there. i'm Whatever barely works. i'm barely talking and i gotta this shit's flying across the room like what is happening <laughs> and and today, like now kids today, if they like need to know anything, they just fucking YouTube Google it. There's it. like 80 million TikTok videos on like, this is how you put a tampon in. But right. like, we didn't have that growing up. God, it's so funny watching the TikTok videos of the men. Have you ever had a guy put a tampon in you? What the fuck? No. Is no? that like a weird is kink, a kink thing? I don't know. Or just like because you were like incapacitated. Like, no. What, what's the reasoning behind? <laughs> I hey, think, can you put a tampon in for me? I think I put a tampon in you. Y- yes, a long Danielle. time ago. Well, no, I was like, do you know how like this go this works? So like, you have you ever seen usually it? Usually, people get a wa- like a water bottle or like oh. a Coke can. No, you're right. like, here yeah. it is. I was like, look, this is what you Here's do. Yes, you put it in and then you push this thing in and then it stays there. Which boyfriend was this? Please? I don't even remember. God. But have you, have you ever had someone take it out to have sex with you? No, Danielle. No. no what is wrong with There's me? There's no weird like kink thing where I'm like, take it out with your teeth. Absolutely oh my not. God. Be like, that's, I mean, you know, no judgment to anybody else, but like to me, that's fucking a I actually, number. you know, it's funny is that the person that I said to, like, I can't have sex with my period. And he was like, I'm going to take it out with my teeth. That's so And he didn't. Foul, he didn't, dude. obviously. But that was like the funny conversation we had had about it. But I mean, oh, oh my God. is that weird? No, I've never had. That I've is never so fucking weird. Is that weird? That's weird. Never had assistance going in or coming out with a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a poll, ladies and uh, ladies. Um, who has well, joined Danielle in It this? shouldn't be a weird thing. Like, who cares? I mean, if you can walk through mud, you can fuck through blood. Right? That's oh, what my no. husband I says. Have no, I, know, I have no problem yeah. having sex on my period or getting eaten out yeah. on my period. It's just like oh, the do. fucking thing that's been jammed up there that I've been peeing oh, on no. the string of. Oh, no, no, like, no. It was only like, like the first. Take it out myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe I should have thought about Man, that. Yeah. I'm so sorry, men, but I do want to talk about this. I'm not okay with someone going down on me when I'm on my period. Yeah. I don't like it either. I, I'm just uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like their thing. I just think it's thing. like unnecessary. Like, I'm never that horny that I'm like, just eat me out through my blood. But <laughs> I've had it done before, because, especially like, yeah. in, you know, late high school, early college. Guys like want to prove themselves. They're like, oh, yeah, I got my red wings. Man, man, man. And you're just like, oh, okay. is that what it's called? That red wings. wings. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's more of like a rite of passage. Oh. I'm never that horny to where I'm like, if you don't go down on me, I'm going to die as opposed <laughs> to just like having sex while you're on your period. <laughs> right. And I'm always like, now that I'm older, like if we're having sex on my period, I'm like, can you get, put a towel down? Like, yes, please. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yes. Clean about it. <laughs> yes. In the shower, in the bathtub. I can't do it. I'm not a big fan of it in the water. No. But when I'm on my period, it's so much easier access. I do like doing giving blowjobs in the shower, though. Yeah, I thought you were going to say when you were on your period. And I was like, what's the the, the thought behind that, Danielle? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, but before we get um, dirty. We're going there already. I know. We're already already dirty. I knew this was going to happen when we had her on the show. But I want to, if people don't know that are listening to our podcast, I want them to all know about your book, Eat, Pray, Fuck books. My Life. Yes, books. and your podcast, and your books. life. I read her yeah. first book while I was on the flight um, to the UK, and I read it in one one flight. <laughs> I was, one sitting. I was glued. <laughs> I was glued. That was like before we were really friends, too. That was like, we like know. knew each other because of my mom, but we weren't like homies yet. We yeah. weren't sisters yet. Um, so you got to know me really well, I'm sure. But yeah, for people that don't know... I was married for almost two years, found out my husband was having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months mm. amongst a myriad of other women and stuff that was going on behind my back. And I filed for divorce, left. Shortly after that, I met a guy who happens to be a pretty well-known Hollywood actor and fell in love, just went from like zero to 100, like meet my family, have my babies, like all the fairy tale bullshit and was like, okay, this is like... This is why I had to go through the divorce. Like it all fucking makes sense. And he invited me to go on a month long Europe trip with him, booked my ticket. Everything was like incredible. Met his family. All of his friends were like, we've never seen him like this. This is wild. And 48 hours before we were getting on the plane, he told me he needed to go by himself and broke up with me. (laughs) And this man broke my heart like my ex-husband never could have done. Like I was fucking devastated. And I was at my mom's house because that's where you move after you get divorced when you're 27. And I was crying on my bed with a bottle of wine and was like, well, I can either stay at home heartbroken or I can go travel Europe for a month by myself. My backpack was like fully packed already. And I was like, okay. So I hopped on a plane two days later and did six countries over the span of a month and wrote the book, Eat, Pray, Fuck My Life. (laughs) I mean, the stories that you had while solo your solo trip inspired me so much especially that trip because I I literally like my my best friend canceled on me and I'd never I'd never gone anywhere by myself and I decided to just fucking go and it was after a con and so when I was reading that book I was like fuck it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna go to Amsterdam I'm gonna go to Paris and I'm gonna go home good for you 100% I mean I didn't have any quite (laughs) <laughs> the stories like you had. I mean, I maybe I had like one Uber like really weirdo that followed me to my room, but that was about it. <laughs> no, but no, no like one night stands or like crazy drunken nights. Um, I think like a Burning Man buddy of mine. Um, I didn't know that he had a crush on me, but I spent the entire time I was in Amsterdam, um, hanging out with this kid, and we did like shrooms that night in in Amsterdam (laughs) and we ended up like back at his place and and we were sleeping in the same bed but then he started to like cuddle me and I was like oh if Uh I if I if I go there our friendship's gonna be fucked and I I you know I was but then he made me an incredible breakfast the next morning we didn't do anything we love that it was great have you ever publicly talked about who this movie star person was have you ever Uh, said his name there are 
people that I say this lovingly, like my readers are wild investigators <laughs> and like will go to the depths of the internet to discover who not only he is, but who my ex-husband is. I've never confirmed or denied it publicly just because it, it, the book's really not about them. Doesn't matter. Like yeah. they're just characters in my story, especially at this point. Um, and for like just anonymity and privacy and like for my own you know, dignity and respect. I don't need to like drag them through the mud any more than like the text in that book already did. <laughs> so what made, what made you write this? Like, was it like healing? Like what made you want to write it? Yeah, so I was not a writer. Um, I was working as an actress and a director. And when I found out I was going on this trip by myself, I was like, well, my life has become a mix of a fucked up horror movie and sitcom. <laughs> so I need to document this. Um, and I kind of just heard it it wasn't like oh maybe all it was like i need to write a book and i went and bought a leather bound journal the day before i left and i started it the first day that i arrived in london um i wrote three-fourths of it on the trip by hand um and it was very much so like you open the journal and it's like chapter one and that's very close to how the finished book was published wow. and it just poured out of me i wrote the whole thing in two and a half months which i can tell you from writing the sequel is wildly fucking fast and it i just knew i knew from the beginning i was like this is going to be a book it's going to be a big deal it's going to change my life it's going to change a lot of people's lives that read it and then it's eventually going to go to screen um like i saw the whole kind of journey that it was going to be from the beginning um and i here we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so can, can you talk about like, so do you want to make it into a movie or make it into a series? Like, is that something? That I would be open. I'd be open to either. Um, we do have it. It, it is in the works, um, the very early stage works um, to be taken to the screen. And it's something that's really exciting for me because unfortunately, as many people who read books or who pick up my book and they're like, I never read, but I read this in two days. Um, there's a big percentage of the population that like just doesn't do books and doesn't read. Mm -hmm. So I would love for it to get to that medium for the story and the healing aspect to really get out to so many more people. In Are you going to play yourself or who do you want to play you? I'm not. Um, I'd love like to have me. Scout play me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I definitely play one of the friends, but I, I, I keep telling her, I'm like Florence Pugh, man. Oh, oh dude. Well, I mean, I think she's at the top of everybody's Ugh. list. No, she, like dude, I guarantee you if she read this, she'd be like, yep, doing it. Well, Florence, if you're listening, slide into Please. my DMs. Um, I am obsessed with her. I <laughs> she's think she's so like hot. this. She's, she's so this hot. generation's yeah. like Meryl Streep. Yeah, she is. She's so brilliant. Yeah. Um, but no, I wouldn't want to play myself. I would definitely want to produce um, and have a, a hand in like the making of it and bringing it to life and making sure it's done in the right way. What about directing like, it? I, um... I mean, yeah, I would love to. Do mm -hmm. I think they're going to hand me like a $40 million film? Probably not. Um, but you never, never say know. never. I think there's definitely potential for me to direct the sequel when we get to that. Um, but yeah, I, I would really love to just be able to make sure that it it stays true to itself and it's brought to the screen in the proper way. But there's like such a long list of actresses that could absolutely kill that role. God, I lived it. I wrote about it. I don't need to fucking react it but isn't that crazy <laughs> gabrielle you get to be on the other side now and like 
something that you know is your life and then you get to go through casting and you know we've been through that process as as being actors yeah and that fucking process sucks yeah but it's then, great on the other side it's yeah. so much better i mean danielle you know from directing like it's so oh much better on the other love side it. love it love you're it love like, it let me sit back yes. and just fucking chill yeah. as people bring me options yes. and i can say yes or no it's great yes, i love it man i love that all right okay so we have some questions and we both have yeah. been on um on gabrielle's uh podcast you guys so if you haven't actually listened to our episodes you can go back onto fml podcast and you can listen to my episode and scouts episode have you, have you done one yeah. or two how many have you done you've done well scout's done a couple of the minis which are like on my patreon subscription but she did her main episode was in but way back in season one and then danielle's episode was in season season two two or three 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 um i'm like where are we even now Yeah, what season are you on we just started season five how many episodes do you have per season is it all it's 25 a season. So we just oh, passed okay. hun- our 100th episode recently, which was like crazy because I didn't even want to do a podcast to begin with. And then COVID hit and everyone was like, do it, do yeah. it. And I was like, well, maybe like a couple hundred of my readers will come over and listen. And it's just taken off on this like crazy journey. They love it. I People come so up to me great. all the time at shows and go, we're FMLers, we're FMLers. You need, you need to hang <laughs> oh, out with that. Gal. They lo- they're all about you. I love it. Oh, I love it. Well, your guys' episodes are both really fucking awesome. <laughs> and I get DMs about it all the time. So uh, yeah, go, go check those yeah, out. Yeah, you should definitely be proud. You, you created a community, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I that's think hard that's to do. What's, what's been so great about the whole thing is that you know, sometimes when you're on TikTok or Instagram and you're like hustling to like sell a product, it can feel so like cringy and inauthentic. But because I know, you know, when people do buy the book and read it, they go on this crazy journey with me and it's going to be healing for them and they're going to have fun and it's going to like probably give them a lot of gifts along the way. It makes it a lot less like, oh, I'm selling a product. And like here, I'm like giving you an opportunity to heal and come on this like community journey with me that mm-hmm. it's I've met so many of my readers now and like I respond to all of my DMs that are about the book because it's really such a personal journey that people go on when they read it it's it's been really awesome to be able to connect with people all around the world it's so funny yeah. I was thinking I was putting together my um my bridesmaids bags and I was like yeah maybe mm-hmm. you should buy Gabrielle's books for everybody oh my god you're hilarious <laughs> she'll probably give you a discount as opposed to me just like giving them to you you're so funny I but love, I was like, my, oh my reaction god, I should do that Danielle, what was your reaction when you got the the bridesmaid like invitation? Oh, I thought it was so sweet. I mean, I have the candle and the matches and I have everything up on my bath. Like I use everything. I thought it was yeah, lovely. Yeah, I have my little succulent in my yeah, kitchen, but yeah. I straight up like Me too, shrieked. in my kitchen too. <laughs> I, sh- so I straight good. up shrieked when oh. I opened it. I was like, ah! I know I've never gotten one of those it was the most awkward sound that came out of me and Scout and Tom just started like fucking cracking up and Tay came out and he's like what's going on I think you were like confused as to why I needed to come over just for a second you were like I know you were like we're just gonna stop by we're just gonna I'm like okay Scout stop by (laughs) can I just come in I just need to give you something please all right ladies okay let's get into some of these questions here um this is from wave break CA how to get women into my foot fetish how do we get women into 
We get all, you know, we, we always talk about this. We get a lot of people. I, I mean, love how we we went from like segue. healing and like self love to how do I get people to subscribe to my foot fetish? Charles Bronson, my dog, is at the door right now. So if you hear him start barking and I need to maybe get up and let him out, let me know. Okay, no, no, um, I didn't hear anything. Okay, so my. Do you get any of this? Do you get any foot fetish, like anything on? No, no. I also, I also don't attract the guys because, like, oh. a tay's all over my profile. Right. I'm not sexy anymore. I'm like, oh, I'm oh very shit. Fucking no, 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 salsa no, no, no. sweating. Please, like, she shows me. She wants me to copy while her, you, your fucking husband. Like her, her fiance just watches while you're like. She always tries to get me to do your TikToks. I'm like, I can't do what she's doing. I can't. She's like. Look, Gabrielle's doing it. It's easy. I'm like, dude, killing me. No, first of all, I grew up as a dancer. So the dancing is separate. (laughs) I'm saying I don't like put out content where I look sexy anymore. Like, I don't care. I show up to interviews like this. I have no makeup on like 90% of my life. Um, And it it's really like I, I attract the women into my, you know, most of my followers are women now, which I love back in the day. I would get fucking freaky, weird. Like I'm sure you guys get stalkery type DMs of like where you go to your Facebook messenger and just keep scrolling. And there's like 150 messages of like, hey, hi, why won't you answer me? Hey, I'd really like to talk to you. Hey, and then hi. there's like their and they dick. Just don't stop. Or like yeah. semen in their hands. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a dick. Yeah. Just um, a dick. But so my advice, not that I, <laughs> not that this is like personal advice because I'm not a foot fetish person, but I would say, don't spring it on someone once you're like in the relationship, like be upfront and communicate, communicate and be like, Hey, like, these are some of the things that I'm into. Are you at least open to trying them? So then if they're like, uh, no, you're a fucking weirdo. You can be like, cool. I'm not going to date this person. Yeah, exactly. more time on them. But like, you know, I'm always like a big proponent on communication and like being upfront and being open because then people can like see the transparency and either be like cool i want to rock with that or no i'm, I'm good i'm gonna go <laughs> you don't want to lead with that line though i would i would right, wait and no, save that like, for like hey, a minute how are you also can i suck on your toes <laughs> yeah, exactly no, probably not that <laughs> oh that's why it didn't work for me Man. god damn it second question <laughs> it needs to be like the fourth or the fifth so going back to what you were saying with like not having male um fans as you would say do you get a lot of men that um, comment on your stuff? What do these men say? Just curious. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the wonderful community of men on TikTok. Look, I let me start off by saying I love men. I've always loved men. Um, I prefer emotionally intelligent men that have like done the work on themselves and like, you know, aren't fucking assholes, but those aren't the ones that I attract online. The ones that I attract online are usually the people with either no profile picture or look like they are 100% living in their mother's basement, um, with like three followers. Like, you know, it's an account just to fucking talk shit to Mm -hmm. people. And they're usually the ones that are commenting on my videos saying, what did you do to make him cheat? You probably weren't (gasps) sucking enough dick. You probably weren't making enough sandwiches. Like you probably like weren't giving him enough sex. Like all the fucking reasons of why they've probably cheated on people that they've been with. Have you heard comments Um, like that from women as well? Um, so it's so funny. I read, I have a whole series on my TikTok where I reply to 
comments from triggered men and it's basically i'll just like screenshot the the comment and i'll read it out and then like give some little like funny joke about it and i recently did one that was a departure from that and it was like triggered women on my page and there are like but it's very small it's like probably like a three to four percent are women um and it's always so shocking to me because it's like guys it's 2023 like haven't you realized that like tearing other women down is like not a good look like or tearing people down in general to be (laughs) honest like just be a kind human or scroll on if it bothers you um but yeah there were people there are women that'll comment and be like you always post the same shit like you need to heal and get over it and move on and i'm like guys it's literally marketing this video has sold hundreds and hundreds of books like you're just not understanding. Yeah. Um, I had one one woman um, comment and say, you must have done something wrong and not given him enough sex. My man will never have that problem. Yeah. Um, yeah and right. it was like, this is the problem. Like, let me remind you that fucking Beyonce and JLo got cheated on, guys. Like, it's yeah. not about you when yeah. you get cheated on. It's the person that's on the other end that has this void within themselves that they're trying to fill. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with you. Have you ever cheated? Gabrielle? Hey guys, who is a member of Thrive Market? I am. It is my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. Y'all know I moved to the country about six months ago. It is a half an hour each way to the gas station. And I'm certainly not doing my grocery shopping at the gas station. And when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash talkscary for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash talkscary. Thrivemarket.com slash talkscary. Um... <laughs> um, she's like fuck you scout <laughs> i don't know if i've ever talked about this publicly um oh, shit. I've, I've damaged i know i've never been asked but no i have no shame in it so in high school when i like before my first really serious relationship i think the guy and i were together for like two months and it we were like 15 16 um during that relationship I made out with another guy. That was the extent of my cheating (laughs) in my, in my past. And then did you stay with that boyfriend or did you end it? No, no, we ended up breaking up because like we really, I didn't really like him in the first place, which is why it happened. But, um, which all sounds terrible now that it's coming out of my mouth, but I feel (laughs) like when you're in your adolescence, like in that early Mm -hmm. high school zone, like even if someone like that I was going to date was like, yeah, I cheated on my high school girlfriend. I don't know if I would hold them that accountable for something because everybody's fucking up and making weird mistakes yeah. when they're in high school. Oh yeah. I made so many weird mistakes. I, um, my, one of my very first like crushes, I guess, boyfriend, um, Alex Mandel, Howie Mandel's son. I, 
I, I love would, that you just full on name blast. I know because I've talked about him before. We actually had Howie on, and we that was oh, a, I love that it. was a and fuck. you're like, hey, you could have been my father-in-law. Oh, that was a trauma episode, <laughs> motherfucker. That was a trauma episode mm-hmm. for sure. There was a lot of stuff that I had to apologize for <laughs> to Howie about. <laughs> so oh that was God. that was just me going, Howie, please forgive me, please, <laughs> for sending oh the FBI God. to your house because they thought that you murdered and kidnapped me. But anyways, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, no. We were really, really drunk, and that was the first time I was, I was, you know, I'd ever like really drank. And I remember we were on the bed, and I was making out with him. And then he like parted ways, and I was like looking down, and then somebody like came right here, and I started making out. And then I realized after like ten minutes, it got really quiet, and so I stopped making out, and I realized it was his friend. <gasps> oh my god! Really? And. Alex. So you, first of all, you made out for 10 minutes. I yeah. didn't know who you were making out Oh with? my God, I loved making out. I was drunk. Did you I breathe? Was drunk. I was like, let's just go to town. Like, I was like, you know, it's like the first time you do that with someone. It's like, oh, that's all I want to do. Yeah. Right, make out right, with right. you. Um, but he was so mad at me and I tried to explain to him. I didn't know it was you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed you either. No, I wouldn't have. I mean, I don't think he did, but he stayed with me. <laughs> But I was oh like, my oh my God, God I'm so hilarious. sorry. All right. Okay. So another question um, from <laughs> Sam. Love advice. All right. Sam needs some love advice. How can a husband be more emotionally supportive and also romantic? Oh, I love Aren't that question. are they kind of the same? Yeah. We, we love that question. We mm-hmm. love that you're even asking mm-hmm. that question because it means that you're like ready and wanting to show up for your partner like mm-hmm. that. Um, my first and foremost thing is like, I'm such a big proponent of therapy. Like even when there's nothing wrong, go. Um, There's such amazing things that will come to light when you can go with your partner and have a safe space with a third party perspective to discuss what you're feeling. Like it's, it's really, really helpful. Um, But as far as like things that you can actively do to be emotionally supportive for one, definitely, continuously check in and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, how are you feeling? Is there anything that I could be doing that would make you feel better? Um, are you happy with how things are, you know, as far as like your love languages, what are your love languages? How can I show up for you more? Like communication is the Mm -hmm. the basis of all relationships. Do you think that men have an answer for it? Like I'll ask my husband, like, tell, tell me, you know, he says like, Oh, I want to, I want to feel appreciated. I'm like, okay, tell me what that means. Like, what do you need? What do you need? So you feel appreciated during this time. Mm -hmm. And they don't usually have an answer of like what will work. So it's hard right. for women to, you know, you kind of have to like roll the dice and go, well, is it, do yeah. I hug him and tell him I love him? Do I blow him and tell him I love him and thank you? Do I make him dinner? Like, <laughs> I think that's what you do. I mean, I do, all of, I do all of the above because I just don't, maybe words aren't enough or affection isn't enough or everyone has a different requirement for what works for them. But sometimes it's hard for the man to be able to tell you. So do oh, we just have to kind of try? I'm yeah, like, how Tom, do you do it? Tell me what you need. I need to not be the only one telling you what I need. It's going to be the scout well, show my entire totally. life. And, and a lot of times if you're in a therapy situation where there's that third party, they can help ask those questions to kind of like 
guide them to what it is because sometimes they don't know what they want Mm -hmm. but if this question's coming from a man asking how he can show up women usually don't have that problem you're like what can I do and you're like let me give you the laundry list here you go would you like numbers one through five or five through ten um and then it's just about like and for women that are listening like you can't assume that the guy you're with is just reading your fucking Mm -hmm. mind like sometimes when you're upset they have no idea what they've done they have no idea that something needs to be rectified so until you've communicated and been like this is what i need this is what you can do to like help or fix the problem and this is like a boundary of mine and let them have the opportunity to adhere to that you can't really get that mad if like you're not getting what you want man you should be a therapist you know that like a, a no. love counsel, like Ugh. literally, like my, I always told my mom I was either going to be a therapist or an attorney and I didn't want to go to school that long for either of those. So now I just argue with people on my podcast and I give therapy advice to like all of my followers. <laughs> Do you so you and Tay just like I, I like looking into your relationship, you guys are just overly communicating with one another all the time. Yeah, Tay and I are perfect. We have no problems. <laughs> no, what I'm is kidding. The, what um, is like one of the issues in your relationship? Um, you know, I will I will joking aside say we don't have a lot of problems. Like it's weird how well we do things, but anytime there is a fight that's more than just like you know, us having a disagreement or an argument, like something that's like an actual issue that arises that like we can't really work through. We book a a therapy session like immediately and we go and talk it through with a third party because then it's a safe space and everybody can like come to the table and be like, you know, expressing their own opinions. And we usually need one session and it's done. And that happens maybe two to three times a year. If that I need to get your therapist number. She's fucking amazing. Oh happy to happy to send her your way. Oh my god, I love um, that. And other than that, it's just communication. Like I think so many times people retreat and want to play mind games, mm-hmm. and that's not going to benefit either person nor the relationship. So if he does something that bothers me, I find a way that I can calmly say it to where it's not going to trigger him, but be like, "Hey, when you did this, it made me feel." And I experienced, you know, not like you do this and you make me feel blah, 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 blah. It's like when you do this, this is how it makes me feel. And this is why and where it comes from. And if you have a partner that loves you, they want to know, you know, where your triggers come from and what the reasoning behind that is. And then they're usually a lot more sensitive to why you're feeling the way you're feeling because they know where it's coming from. But you're doing the work with therapists. So you're able to at least understand where yeah. it's coming from and what your triggers are and know how to explain it to him yeah, in the best totally. way that he you can understand the it. work on yourself yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's so important because if you can't explain, like, it's so interesting. Like I've just did a podcast episode on this. When you can't explain like, hey, this is my shit. This is the stuff that's in the baggage. And these are the minefields that we're going to be walking through (laughs) when we're in this relationship together. (laughs) You can't explain what those minefields are. Your partner's just putting on a fucking blindfold, hoping for the best and being like, well, I hope I don't blow the fuck up. It's like if you can come to the table and communicate those and be like, yo, these are the minefields to look out for. And then when you're approaching one of them, be like, hey, sorry, 
we're getting kind of close to one of those things that I mentioned. Can you and I like sit down and talk me through this so we can like walk around it instead of blowing up into oblivion? Mm -hmm. Then people are like, oh, okay, at least I'm armed with a little bit of fucking knowledge as to who I'm dealing with and what the relationship's going to look like. I can't wait to be drunk on my bachelorette like weekend with you and be like, so I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> Fix my life, Gabrielle. <laughs> Gabrielle, all the, the ladies are just going to be in a line. <laughs> Okay, next is Gabrielle. <laughs> like, oh I can already God. see it. Zion, like, drinking. is just going to turn into a bunch of us just crying in one corner, just, like, holding each other. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, so um, Elliot would like to know... Um, oh, shit. I Actually, let's not do that because he said anonymous. I'm so sorry. So we're going to pass you for a second. Oh. Um, how did you end up finding true love? How oh, did you and Tay question. find out? How did you and Tay meet? That happened because so, I know well, it wasn't Tay, true love right in the first first uh, no, time. I'm sure met. I was like, wait, this can't be it. Um, <laughs> no, so Tay Tay and I met like ten years ago on a film set. He played my older brother. It, we joke all the time about it because he also played Scout and my father in a film that we did. So it's like, are we ever going to play romantic partners? Probably no. not because he's 15 years older than me. But here we are. Um, so Tay came into my life right after I got back from my Eat, Pray, FML trip. And I was fucked up. Like I was like at the bottom of my barrel, like needed to fucking like heal and really get my shit together. And it was not great timing, but I will say for the question of how did you find true love, um, it goes back to healing yourself because I grew up with this huge abandonment wound. It started when I lost my father when I was six years old. It was reinstated in my life when I lost my high school sweetheart in a car accident when I was 16, at, sorry, 18. And those two deaths really created this fear of abandonment in my life. And when I love someone, they die. And that turned into when I love someone, they leave. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you have a subconscious wound that you're not dealing with, you will continue to attract things or people or situations into your life that's going to mirror that for you mm -hmm. to be like, yo, bitch, can we wake up and mm -hmm. like heal this so that you can attract some better stuff? And until you are ready to face that and rectify it within yourself, you're going to keep attracting the same bullshit. So yeah. I was walking around with this fear of abandonment and I attracted my ex-husband who quite literally abandoned me in the most heinous, disgusting way possible. Yeah. And the universe was like, cool, are we ready to uh, go fix this and heal it? And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go over here to this Latin guy. <laughs> um, and then I attracted, I attracted Javier, who it was almost like ironically funny, quite literally abandoned me two days before we were getting on a trip that he invited me on. So until I went and really did the work, which was on that that trip in Europe and was like, OK, I have to learn how to be by myself. I have to learn how to not have this great fear of abandonment that's like running my life until I fixed that. Then I was able to attract someone who would never abandon me. And when I had Tay come into my life, there was like no drama. There was no toxicity there was no like me questioning about all of these things and feeling these like highs and lows and i was like well this can't be love I, like where's same the same thing happened drama? to me with tom same thing happened yeah. to me with tom it was like this this can't this can't be it like where's the obsessive yeah. like where's the toxicity? fighting where is yeah yeah um and until i rectified that love can be, I had to redefine what I thought love was like knowing that it can be safe and healthy 
and at times boring, which is fucking great. Once you're older, you're like, wait, I want boring all the time. Yeah, yeah. This is wonderful. Um, then I was able to to really settle into that and accept that. So it was it was a being able to attract it in the first place, which was because I needed to heal the stuff that was attracting unhealthy love. And then I needed to really redefine my definition of love and be able to like settle into accepting that. So how did you, so uh, Danielle and I have talked about it. I went through SLA. I went through sex, love anonymous. Did you go, mm -hmm. I mean, was it just therapy for you healing or did you go through a program or what, what was that sort of? So my healing journey, I did a, a, a lot of like soul searching on that Europe trip. Um, really just being alone for me was a huge way for me to realize how capable I was um, by myself and that I didn't need someone else and that the world wasn't going to end if I was alone. So that was the first like kind of hurdle of it. And then when I came home, I went into therapy with the same therapist that Tay and I see now. She's... Um, she's licensed of course, but she also works with a lot of spirituality. So we did a lot of past life regressions, cool. um, where you go back and like talk to your inner child mm -hmm. and like let go of a lot of really deep shit that, you know, we still have every little person living inside of us. Yeah. So like there's a six year old Gabrielle that lost yeah. her dad. There's a two year old Gabrielle that like had this like crazy thing with her mom happened. Like, mm -hmm. and then, if and there's the ancestral DNA stuff too. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. There's things that are passed down. There's yeah. things that you pick up from your parents. Like the fucking list is endless of ways you can get fucked up on this planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was really therapy and like time, time really helped me writing the book and, and getting all of that out onto paper really helped me. Um, there's a, a technique I talk about in Eat, Pray, FML called the Thought Onion, which is yes. really how you can like dissect your own thoughts and get to like what the core root of that is. And that's usually a subconscious belief that you have to fix or deal with. So really like a, it was a cocktail of a bunch of different things that helped me really kind of like get through that. Oh, I love you so For much. For you guys listening, do you know that Gabrielle killed me in a movie? What? Well, what? her movie, your movie. Oh, <laughs> Oh. We all did a, all we all like, did a movie together, by the way, guys, if you remember, we did, we did, yeah. we, did we did actually your mom. So the, we'll tell the story. Your mom called me and said <laughs> something like, would you want to do a movie? The Gabby, Gabby's got this great idea. Would you want to do something during COVID? And I was like, sure. I love that she pitched it like that because she called me and was like, I'm so bored. Let's do something creative. Let's all have actors shoot themselves in their house. And I was like, Deanna, that's the worst fucking idea I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, that sounds miserable. And she's like, just come up with an idea and like, let me get the actors on. And I'm like, okay. So I love that. That's how she pitched it to you. <laughs> I was like, whatever you want, whatever you want, D, I'm yours. You name it. I'll be there. Just let me we know. We need to make that into an actual feature. That was so fun. It was, it was good. It was a pretty rad little short. Yeah. It's so guys, it's called, it's called Chris Stay Hatton. Home. And it, where where can people, can people find it now, by the way? Yeah, it's on Bloody Disgusting. Okay. You can find it on YouTube if you type in um, Stay Home and um, probably either Scout's name or Danielle's name. Then it'll, it'll come up. up. 
We um, play ourselves, great, you guys. It's really it's good. Great, You're like, dope 12, in that. You rock. 12 minute little short. What was so fun about it? And, and the dog that's barking right now is the dog that yes. was in the fucking opening with you. Yes, Elvis. With him there, there too. So <laughs> I don't hear him at all. What's funny okay, is that the, what you, the idea you guys came up with to launch it that day was to have, because the, the short opens with yeah. me on Instagram. And we decided to do it where we, we played that and people thought I was going live, but we actually plugged into the computer and were able to show the beginning of the short and then it went into the short we, we you actually like cut and said oh if you want to watch the rest here yeah. people were only confused because I had dyed my hair blonde and I was brunette in the short so uh, I was the only <laughs> kind of giveaway like wait you dyed your hair back brown right so <laughs> yeah it so was fast pretty, it was a pretty ingenious way I'm surprised that Chris Heck was able to pull it off but like we got so many messages about that Pe- people were like seriously freaked out and freaked seriously out confused and it was fucking great because in it. the <laughs> opening it's me on Instagram and there's someone outside my house that's mm-hmm. coming into kill me so everybody thought that I was it was actually happening Ooh, yeah, yeah. and rad. you also have that stalker you know stalker yeah situation. my situation so freaked out a lot of people yeah for the love of art <laughs> um, okay so what are some tips on approaching your wife about a female female male threesome so he wants to have an, another woman in bed with him and his wife okay a female female male so like he wants to have a threesome yeah. with another, another chick. woman okay um what would you hmm. do if Tay was like hey babe um i think it depends on your partner like if you know that that's going to be a hard fucking pass like maybe don't bring it up um but if it's something that you're like really passionate about and really need to do i would come to the conversation having answered some of the questions that are going to arise like why do you feel like this is something you want to do um what's pulling you towards wanting to do this do you think it's going to benefit our relationship like come having like the knowledge of thought it through, not just like, I want some other titties in my face, you know, like, <laughs> um, like an educated reasoning behind it. Um, and I don't know, maybe come up with like a clever way to test the waters. Like, let's say if like you guys are with a group of friends and you guys are, you know, doing like a questions game, this isn't too far out of the realm of possibility because we find ourselves in this situation all the time. Um, And like, you know, asking the group, like, have you guys ever had a threesome? Would you guys ever have a threesome? And kind of like bringing up the topic of discussion so that it's not necessarily completely directed at your partner so that she can then feel a little more comfortable to kind of like answer in that space. Have you ever, have you ever had a threesome? I have. It was again in high school, not my finest, uh, not my finest stretch of life. Um, I think I had one in college too. I say think because I was very drunk. Oh no, I did. So it was two, (laughs) it was, it was, it was me and another girl and a guy in college and in, in high school, it was with two guys and me. Oh, please tell me the two guy thing. Please I want to hear all about how? it. How? How? Did they? So, yeah, I want to break it down. It I want to know. Was it nice? Was it scary? No, I mean, no, it wasn't scary. It was kind of terrified. Um, two dicks in my face. Like you're like the you're completely like the center of attention. What if they're both um, taking care of you and it isn't just about them getting off? Right. No, it wasn't about them getting off at all. Like there was no penetration. It was like everything but that. Did you not feel um, like you had to like satisfy one if one wasn't doing anything? No, oh. no. I feel like when you're in that situation and like everything's focused on you at that point, you're like. Just lay there. Do what, <sighs> do your best work, guys. <laughs> um, but it do, was, do you it find was, that they yeah. that they like compete with one another on who can do better? Yeah. Um, I didn't in this scenario because they were like best friends. Oh my God. <laughs> so bad. I like. Did you just pick no up these best friends at a bar? 
<laughs> no, I, they were like friends that I like went to high school with. And like that, that kind of made it different too. Cause like, it wasn't just like a random hookup. Like we were friends and had a friendship. Yeah. Um, How did so that conversation like a, start? Like getting to that? Like who Gabrielle, started it? Gabrielle. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It was so fucking long ago. I think it was more of like everybody hanging out and then like one thing kind of just like led to another type thing. There was no like, hey, should we do this? <laughs> you want to come on in here? Like, let's move rooms. It was more just like natural how it took place. That would be Danielle. Hey, oh, yeah, so no, are we for doing sure. This, yeah. or, uh... Are you guys cool with that? <laughs> who's, who's game? We just go Would my room. Like give me a minute. Yeah, exactly. For me, I'd be like, um, um, okay, yeah, I guess so, guys. What do we do first? So, you, so you've so you dabbled in the lady pond. You've, have you gone down on girls or you just like have made out with girls or what was that? I that have I've made out. I've oh, made, I didn't yeah, know that. Scout and I had a full-on relationship. You didn't know. I didn't. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> two we, oh. No, we go on TMZ. Danielle, we go on to TMZ tomorrow. And then, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was going to be like, your have you guys lose gone? her mind. Like, your mom would oh be like, my God, no. You're no, my like, daughter. So you guys have played sisters. You've been like her mom's daughter. And, and you've scissored me timbers. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, um, oh I've made God. out with a lot of girls in my day yeah. in like the drunken, of you course. know, dance. You make out with all your vibes. friends, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was one girl in college who I was really good friends with, and again, it's always alcohol induced. But we had one night at my house where things went a little farther than that and we went down on each other i have to say it's just not my cup of tea Mm-mm. um i so many times especially with the shit i've gone through with men in the past i've been like god i wish i could be a fucking lesbian and then i got onto tiktok and you see how hot some of the lesbians are i was like oh, god yeah. i really wish i could be a lesbian yes. but i just can't i i just as gross as dicks are like i know i don't really want a vagina in my face either like it's just you know See, it's just not my thing ex- but yeah. i'm glad i tried it yeah you gotta that's, try it before to know yeah. that yeah. it's not your jam that's what i was explaining to um danielle is like i didn't i didn't care for the way a vagina tasted <laughs> wasn't my thing <laughs> um but i loved scissoring i loved fucking oh my god well i and was it's like so this interesting. is great <laughs> eight it's times so a night in an hour <laughs> Because most of the time that like, okay, I'll speak for myself. A a majority of the women can't just like hop on a dick and have an orgasm. Mm -mm, If that's you, I'm jealous. And like, what's it like? But it's definitely not me. No. Um, And one of the ways that I usually get to climax, if it's not with a vibrator, is like a rubbing motion. Yeah, of course. And like that's fucking scissoring. Yeah. Is like a rubbing motion vibe. That's it. (laughs) A wet substance with another wet We always talk about it. It's all about the clitoris (laughs) people. Rub it, rub it, rub it. You gotta. Yeah. What do I Hear say? Twiddle, man. twiddle the bean. Twiddle the bean. Twiddle the bean, so baby. For for that guy, for that person that was asking about approaching his wife with a threesome, also like, make sure that like you're capable of that. Like, not to. I'm not saying you're not, but like, there's been guys that have been like, oh, I'd have a fucking threesome, and then like they would get into bed with two women and be like, what the fuck? What do I even do? Like, I can't hang with this type of shit that's going. Like, it's a lot. So like, be prepared that like, you know. Women are intimidating. Make sure you know what you're signing up for. <laughs> that was another reason why I was like, I can't. I mean, maybe he just wants to watch. Like if I had a threesome with another woman, it would be my husband just watching me with the woman. Right. He could like right. kiss me and then like let me do my thing with her. That would probably right. be the extent of it. 
I don't think he'd yeah. partake. And then he'd sit in the corner and jerk off to it or something. David is listening right. to this going, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. I don't think he'd be into it. I, think I really he would don't. Be. If I came to him and said, hey, babe, I want to do this, he'd be all about it. But he would never, it's not like, I don't think he's like going to approach right. me with it. He I might mean, I don't know. know maybe. <laughs> It is February. Maybe he'll be like, hey, babe. I feel like if if Tay and I ever cross that line to do something like that, it would have to be like with another couple. Like, I don't think it could be like one girl or one guy. It would have to be with like, yeah, it would have to be with another couple. I've had sex in the room with other couples like where I've I've been like, I'm on the couch and they're on the love seat. You know what I mean? And like I can look over and kind of get off by them getting doing their thing and in the same hotel room and whatever. But it's never been in the same bed. Yeah, I did that, too. That's fun. I always like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. So I, I spiced it up without crossing any lines. Well, I always talk about like the the sounds and the smells and the this and the Scouts smells. always like that smells what? But you know, there's like something kind of erotic about. I'm you can walk like, into a room and be like, "Ooh, it just smells like someone fucked well, in I here." Well, I mean, it's like really like what's the difference of having sex next to another couple? Like you would be having sex watching porn. It's yeah. like kind of the same essence that's going on right do you don't guys, worry scout do you we're not gonna that? have we're not gonna come to you and be like scout tom do you want to come over Aww, <laughs> Aww, she was, she's disappointed now maybe in like five years maybe we'll be like yeah you're like, I'll come at this over. point, we need to spice it the fuck up. Danielle's like, I'll I'm on the way. <laughs> Danielle's like, I, know. I am here. <laughs> but for the two just girls. Call me. Just call me. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Um, okay. So please, this is please ask her. So please ask her, what would be her advice to someone who struggles with body image? Feels like they are unworthy of love because of it. This makes me so Ugh. sad. We get this a lot. Yeah, I relate. I have been open on my podcast about struggling with an eating disorder in high school and in my early 20s. Um, So I I get it and I sympathize with you. Um, My advice would be to really focus on pouring that love back into yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't look for outside validation of that. There are men, women, non-binary people on this planet that love people of all shapes and sizes yes. a so even though you're judging yourself doesn't mean that's not going to be someone else's like dream body um so that's number one and number two to really figure out how to love yourself and for me i know like people kept like saying this to me over the years and i was like cool i get it i need to learn how to love myself i'm ready to do that can anybody tell me how yeah like i'm an actor just give me fucking instructions and it'll be fine um and nobody could give me a step-by-step guide on how to do that so one of the things that i was searching for on my eat pray fml trip was how to love myself Mm. and i found it when i came home so it's written in the epilogue of the book but it's called the self-love cocktail and it's really simple all you do is you sit down and you write out a list of things that you're capable of giving yourself Mm. that you love that make your soul happy so for me that was meditating going to the gym eating healthy dancing writing being creative and i put that list on my mirror and i was like okay i'm gonna give myself at least one of these things every single day and then when i got a little bit more comfortable with that i was like okay i'm gonna give myself two of these things a day three of these things a day and before you know it you wake up a couple months down the road feeling so much better and it's because you're loving yourself yeah and when i realized that loving yourself is as simple as giving your soul the things it loves It was a total mind change and perspective shift for me that really changed my life because it no longer was this mythical thing where I needed to look in the mirror and be like, I love you, Gabrielle. You're so beautiful. 
Like if you can do that, more power to you. But I felt fucking crazy anytime yeah. I did it. Yeah. And when I realized that I could now have a checklist, which I'm all about, yeah. and do things actively on that list that were going to make me feel better, it totally changed the game for me. So I would say start doing that every day until you're able to feel better That's in your good. body and give yourself some of that like love and compassion back. What, what are a couple of your things on your list? Now I'm going to do that. Yeah. I don't know. What are yours? Um, definitely the gym and yeah. yoga. I okay. do that every yoga yeah. is like my therapy for sure. hundred yeah. uh, percent. Definitely yoga, the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to journal. Good. A lot so journaling. Um, also like being artistic in a way like I used to draw all the time Mm. so either whether it's drawing or working on a script or or something like that I have to uh, if I'm not on a movie and I feel like I'm pathetic because I can't book a a fucking movie (laughs) then coming from the bitch that works more than anyone oh my god I know (laughs) like scout Compton shut the fuck up (laughs) dude she's like 48 hours in between movies Yeah, no, I don't but even then know after the last this time one, I've seen her. <laughs> but after this one, I really don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> You'll do another movie. Hopefully, this one with yeah. with Gabrielle. Um, yeah. That's that's amazing. I love that, yeah. and I think I will. I will definitely do that. Implement it. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself first. You got to show yourself. You got to yeah, love yourself man. before somebody else can love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean Danielle, you know, you have kids. Like, yep. yeah, you want to do everything for your kids and your family, but like, if your cup isn't filled up, that's right. You're only giving the half best of you. So it's like you have to take care of yourself. I mean, I came here. I came to can... L.A. You know, during this time, and I left on Saturday. Normally, I wouldn't leave on a Saturday because I've got the kids off school. But I was like, God, if I only leave Monday to Wednesday, then I don't get to spend any time with my best girlfriend here because she works. So I'm gonna. As hard as it is for me to go on a Saturday, I'm going to do it and I'm going to go to dinner with her. And then Sunday, yeah. I'm going to go to the Korean spa, which I ended up not going to anyway. But <gasps> yeah, I felt I was so tired. Yeah. But then, of course, I got here and I'm like, all I want to do is sleep because it's quiet and there's no kids. Right. And she's like, I want to cut on the couch with your dog and, and watch like, Netflix. That's necessary. <laughs> and I, and like, I did that's it. That's necessary. I needed to do it and I did it. And that was like, I needed a little bit of a, of, of a me day. And I yeah, took it. Totally. You've got You've got to take care of yourself. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Oh, oh, that hour went by too fast. I know. Gabrielle, tell us, <laughs> give me all your social handles and what and uh, where everybody can find you. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone. I'm on TikTok at Gabrielle underscore Stone. The books are Eat, Pray, FML and The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl. They're exclusively on Amazon or you can find them signed on my website where all of our merch is. And that's uh, eatprayfml.com. The podcast is FML Talk and it airs every Wednesday on all platforms where you get your podcast. Are you going to write um, being, is Finding Your True Love as your next book and then Being Married as your book you after know, that? I get asked like, well, the second book, the sequel is kind of how Tay and I met and like our journey, our shit show journey to like how we got to like happily ever after. But everybody daily is like, when is there a third book? And I'm like, guys, unless I have my to life live goes it. up again, like I got to live a little bit more life first. <laughs> um, I just did go come into out with a, the prequel a healing journal oh, that um, is called Fuck Off, I'm Healing, which is kind of like a step by step prompted journal with like some stories and stuff in there that uh helps people work through the trauma and the bullshit in their life and that's on amazon and, and you've got great well. merch too guys mm-hmm. pick up some of her merch you have some cute you should shit. do the, pre- the you should do a prequel book like you oh being my God. raised I think, like, with your I ever, mom 
like that. If I ever do a third book, it'll be one of those where like it's kind of my whole life and random times and stories Mm -hmm. and stuff that hasn't happened yet. Um, like for like lessons and kind of like the journey through life. Um, I don't think it'll be a direct sequel to the first two. I hope not. Like some bad shit would have to go down for me to write (laughs) a third book. (laughs) Let's not manifest that. No, it could be good. It could be good. All the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank you guys for listening. Yes. Month of love. Month of love. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories if you're brave enough. (laughs) 